welcome to Groundbreaking, a podcast exploring the stories of young entrepreneurs, the businesses they are building, what's worked, what hasn't, and how they're figuring things out. In the skateboard industry, no one really likes change. They didn't really like the idea of my locker board design. So I'm being being a disruptor, making a change, and being an innovator also. Although we do not know when the skateboard was invented, some of the first skateboards were old surfboards that had wheels attached to them. Personally, I think Marty McFly invented skateboarding in the first Back to the Future movie. The USA accounts for more than 50% of the total skateboarding market. Skateboarding is now a $4.8 billion industry. Now imagine being 12 and getting the chance to appear on Shark Tank to pitch your skateboarding business. Then imagine Sir Richard Branson offers you $65,000 for a 20% stake in your business. This is the reality for Carson, the creator and founder of Lockerboard. But as any good entrepreneur knows, before luck comes hard work. Lockerboard has a sustainability-driven business model focused on upcycling and reusing old skateboards, reducing the volume of waste destined for local landfills. Carson's interest in creating sustainable boards grew out of a visit to Nike World Headquarters. There he met Noah Murphy Reinhardt, a sustainability expert with Nike's innovation team. You are in for an awesome episode, so get your helmet and pads ready as we hit the streets with Carson. Hi Carson, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Carson Kropwell. I'm 13 years old. I live in San Clemente, California, and I'm an entrepreneur that created a skateboard company called Lockerboard. And what I do is I take recycled skateboard decks and reshape them to fit inside of backpacks and lockers. How did you first get the interest in a business? I just always loved creating stuff when I was way younger. So I think just creating stuff was just so fun for me. And um, I just came up with my one of my locker boards and... I just thought, I think I could really make this a, a real business and not just selling them on my street corner. And now I'm here. Where did the idea for your design of your skateboard come from? My design, I actually went through a lot of different shapes and sizes for my locker boards. Um, I probably went through like a month of just sketching and cutting down boards with my dad. What I first started doing was... Um, making it shaped like a traditional skateboard, which is kind of like, if you don't skate, a skateboard's kind of shaped in like an oval. And I shaped my locker boards like that, but it was too wobbly. So you couldn't really stand on it or skate on it. You just fall off and hurt yourself. So I just kind of thought of the idea, why not just cut down the both ends and kind of make it like a rectangle shape. And it worked really, really well. And um, you would still have a corner to pop and do tricks. Was that hard? It was very hard. I mean, I was, I think, 11 at the time. And I wasn't really good with using a saw or anything. So my dad would help me out. And then after like a certain point, my dad was like, I can't be standing over your shoulder every second making these skateboards. I have to go work. So we got me all these different saws to see which one would be safer for me. So I could do it by myself. And then we went to a chop saw, which kind of has a barrier 
when like when you're pushing down the barrier opens so it can cut stuff but when it's not it kind of stays shut so it won't cut off your arm that's really cool yeah was locker board your first business no it wasn't i had a skateboard accessory called street tubes and what it was do you know what tarp surfing is no um so tarp surfing is Okay, so you'd get a tarp, and um, you would take bricks from, like, the neighbor's wall or something, and or somehow weight it down on three corners of the tarp, and use one of the tarps to, like, kind of make a wave, and you'd skate on the tarp and, like, get barreled in the wave, and it would feel like you're surfing. And it was really fun. For Christmas, I wanted, surprisingly, a tarp when I was, like, eight years old. My grandparents got it for me, and my mom hated it because it took up all of my entire garage. She would have to pull it out, set it up for, for me because I couldn't do it. I was like five years old and it was like maybe 50 pounds. And my mom would set this up. She'd go inside and I would come inside and be like, hey, mom, I'm done. And so she didn't like it. So me and my mom came up with an idea called Street Tubes, which is a skateboard accessory that allows riders to surf anywhere or anytime. Instead of that triangle stick that takes over the whole entire street, only takes over it's only a triangle so only takes up like not even half of the street so you still have fun and it's way safer you skate on the street instead of the tarp because when you're skating on the tarp you trip a lot you'd fall it would hurt really bad it's just a safer funner version of tarp surfing can you tell me about your journey onto shark tank four years ago i was in the mountains with my family on a family vacation and um we were just in an elevator about to get some breakfast at the hotel. And this man walked into the elevator with a Shark Tank sweatshirt. And my dad asked him if he's bound Shark Tank. But he said his name was Max and he was one of the executive producers of Shark Tank. And I, at the time, just loved Shark Tank. I was watching it a bunch. And I jumped into action and started showing him pictures on my mom's phone of Street Tubes, my first product. He loved the idea, but he said my company was too small for Shark Tank. And that, just keep in touch, and maybe one day it will happen. Every six months for four years, I'd update him about what's going on with Street Tubes. And then I came up with Locker Board, and he said I was ready for Shark Tank. So Sir Richard Branson funded you. What was that like? Um, when I was on the show, it was very uh, nerve-wracking. I had three sharks that wanted to invest in me, Mark Cuban, Robert Hezevac, and Sir Richard Branson. And I picked Sir Richard Branson because he had the highest bid, $65,000 for 20% of my company. He's Sir Richard Branson, and we had a connection. He told me that I reminded him of himself when he first started his business. What have you learned from Sir Richard Branson thus far? Him and his team have taught me a lot of stuff and I've learned a lot over the past couple months. He's taught me how to be a disruptor, how to make a change in the skateboard industry, be not like everyone else in the skateboard industry, because in the skateboard industry, no one really likes change. They only like to skateboard all day, go home, go to sleep, wake up and skateboard all day. They didn't really like the idea of my locker board design. So I'm being, I'm being a disruptor making a change, and being an innovator also. And also his money has made me be able to have all these amazing manufacturers 
like PS Sticks, they're the top manufacturer in the world for skateboarding and all these different manufacturers and his money has allowed me to really grow my business and make this an actual company, not some kid who makes it in his parents' backyard. How do you balance school and work? I'm homeschooled. So I would go to my normal school for like two classes and then go back home and do my other two classes. And it really balances out like my schoolwork, um, my work work. And then I also get to have a little fun later in the day, get an activity in. Did you ever feel like giving up and what made you stick with it? I mean, there are some people who were really annoying and being rude, like Adults, adults I even knew, sent me nasty emails, and I felt really sad. And on social media, people were just ripping on me and making fun of me. And I really wanted to stop, but it made me realize that it's just getting out to other people. Like, some posts people would do on me, and they'd be like, this kid's rad, he's doing these skateboards, and there would be all these bad comments, but you realize that all their other posts maybe has like a thousand likes or something. My posts would have 10,000 likes and 10,000 comments. So more people are learning about what I do and how awesome this product is. How are things going with Lockerboard? What are you focused on now? My company has grown 300% after Shark Tank. And right now, I'm kind of focused on ocean sustainability. Because in my town of San Clemente, it's a very small beach town in California. And we have a nuclear generating station right on the one of my favorite surf breaks called Sano. And it's not really just our town now effect. It'll affect everything in a 50-mile radius. So that's basically all of Southern California. And also, it's not only just in San Clemente. It's basically a global issue. Mankind, it's... Nuclear waste is the number one thing mankind is facing right now. And 450 different nuclear generating stations are in the globe. And if there's a nuclear disaster, it'll affect everything in a 50-mile radius. So basically, it could if all of those just have a leak or anything, it'll take out most of the world. That's crazy, Carson. I never knew that. Are you still designing skateboards? I'm not really making the skateboards myself. I have my own skateboard manufacturer. I made about 400 skateboards myself, and then I realized I'm going to get a manufacturer because it sounds a little easier. So I started doing that for Shark Tank because I knew I was going to sell a lot of skateboards during then. How are you marketing Lockerboard and building a loyal customer base? I'm marketing Lockerboard mainly through social media, and I basically grew my entire company off of social media is the main reason of how my company really grew and how all these different retailers have learned about me. Do you see yourself branching out into another business? Being an entrepreneur is a big part of my life. If it's not Lockerboard, maybe something else. I'll always be kind of doing something my whole entire life because it's just really fun. What has been the best piece of advice you have been given? I have all these different mentors that give me really 
really good advice. Um, one of my mentors, Noah Murphy Reinhardt, the lead at sustainable innovation at Nike. He's given me a lot of advice about always to say sustainable because our world really needs to stay sustainable if we want to live on it. And also we are working with Noah Murphy Reinhardt on a cool sustainable idea. What do you think are the key elements for running a successful business? I think there are three simple steps to being an entrepreneur. Um, one, you need to seize the moment. Remember, it took me four years to get on Shark Tank, and that's literally like basically a quarter of my life. And if you wait, when I met Max in that elevator, I seized the moment because I knew that I won't be given that opportunity in a long time. Um, two, you need to never give up. Again, it took me four years to get on Shark Tank, and I waited that whole entire time. When all those people were putting me down during those four years, I never gave up. I just kept on going. And three, believe in yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Have you faced any challenges because of your age? I mean, I faced a lot of challenges. Um, getting to meetings, I can't drive. My mom has to drive me. Two, just people think I'm not capable of doing what I do. They're like, oh, he's 13. He can't go on this TV show. Or, oh, he's 13. He can't be running a business. And people really underestimate that kids, kids are the future. I agree. We are the future. What do you love most about your business? I think the creative side, creating artwork for the graphic of my locker board, or just meeting all the amazing people I get to meet, and also making that moolah. Who inspires you? Searcher Branson is a big inspiration he really makes me want to keep on working because if I could get to a point that he is, it would be huge. Also, my parents are a really big inspiration. Okay, final question for me. Where is your favorite place to skate? Oh my gosh, this might be the hardest question. There are so many good skate spots. I mean, in my town, there's the Ralph Skate Park, which is really fun. And then there's all these different spots. But I think one of my favorite spots I've ever been in to was um gosh it's in it's in um san francisco it's called flower shop which is a secret skate spot it's really fun and cool it's like a bowl well it used to be like a flower shop and then they dug it out and poured concrete on it so it's like a big it's just a bunch of vert ramps and it's super fun to skate it's been a pleasure speaking with you carson thank you so much for joining us thank you it's been a pleasure meeting you too you have reached the end of another episode of Groundbreaking. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or through your favorite podcast service. Until next time, stay awesome and share the love.